They say family more times than like a Fast and Furious. Yeah, they man. sure do. <laughs> Holy do. crap. Welcome to Sincast, presented by CinemaSins. All right, everybody, welcome to the Sincast. This is Chris Angens from CinemaSins, joined as always by the voice of CinemaSins, Jeremy Scott. Hey! Hey! <laughs> And from Music Video Zins, Barrett Share. Hello! Today we're going to be doing a mini-pod! Mini-pod! Ooh, bohemipod! Uh, this is our first mini-pod in a long time, It right? is, and it's it's mostly due to the fact that uh, our Patreon uh, members have voted on this mini-pod. That's right. And uh, they ended up voting for bohemian rhapsody yeah and uh i think that's just strange it is strange <laughs> we were all we were all surprised by that yeah you guys are weird <laughs> and all okay. the movies that we put down there like wasn't venom one of them uh no i think they were all november movies oh, so right. so right. it was bohemian rhapsody they had uh, fantastic beasts yeah. in there yeah and a lot of yeah a lot of stuff that would uh, garner huge interest although bohemian rhapsody let's face it the movie's made a hundred million dollars since its release well and amazing i just read this morning that the soundtrack is shot to number three on the charts are you serious yeah and the greatest hits queen albums volume one and two has gone to number nine um those those are badass all because of the movie's Mm -hmm. popularity think about this think about bohemian rhapsody the song it's on Mm -hmm. like its fourth or fifth life at yeah. this point. It's yeah. basically yeah. a cat. Yeah. Um, anyway, uh, yeah, Bohemian Rhapsody. 286 million worldwide. Jesus. That's, that's impressive. Yeah. I mean, that's, uh, they were, there was no way that they were predicting that. I mean, no, that. no, no, no. There's no way they were. And, uh. and, uh, and it's, uh, it's, it's pretty shocking to me, but, um, anyway, I, I think we can do this because it's a biopic. We don't have to worry about spoilers. Right. Right. Like he gets AIDS. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's he dies. Yep, he does a concert at Live Aid. <laughs> right, I think that's they out record there. some albums. Um, um, none of this is like spoiler territory. Yeah, no. so I don't, I don't think we need to worry about that. We don't need to divide this mini pod up into spoiler, non spoiler. Um, Bohemian Rhapsody goes about its business just like any other biopic does. Mm-hmm. Uh, this is how they started. This is what they. This is how they uh, came to prominence. This is a story about how that happened. And uh, in the end, I saw nothing special about this movie. And plus, the fact is that that description that I just mentioned, they skip over so much mm-hmm. to me. Like, I don't e- I don't know the story. Like, I, I don't know the story of Queen, like the back of my hand or anything. I haven't read 500 biographies or mm-hmm. anything. Mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. the when I say you see their rise to prominence like no not really <laughs> you see right you see you see them join like you see freddie mercury join then a year later they're like up and coming then suddenly they've got a recording contract yeah and uh and before you know it they're trying to pitch mike myers on bohemian raps yeah. yeah yeah and they're talking about killer queen in the past tense even though like we didn't get to see like they're no, like, we no, can't it, write another Killer Queen. And I'm like, well, why didn't you give me 15 minutes of writing Killer <laughs> exactly. Queen? Exactly. Yeah. It was played over a montage, and that was it. <laughs> what I what I took away from this uh, viewing of the movie is that they kept cutting away when I wanted them to stay. Mm-hmm. And they and they wouldn't cut away when I wanted them <laughs> I to <know>. go away. 
and there's parts in this where like they're do they're you're seeing the creative process behind Bohemian Rhapsody, but all we really see is them all doing Galileo, and that's a funny fun that's a funny moment and yep. everything. But there has to be more to making that song than oh the it was kind of funny that day when everybody was trying to hit their Galileos yeah. that one day, <laughs> and yeah. that's what that's all they talk about, and they go on they well, do the next thing, and they. <sighs> And they've, and they've named the entire film after that song. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, if my one takeaway is it definitely feels like a movie that lost its director halfway through. Mm-hmm. Right? Sure. And I think it has some peaks mm-hmm. that really work for me. I think, how do we say this guy's name? Is it Rami or Rami Malek? I think it's Rami Malek. Rami Malek. He's great. Mm-hmm. Yes. Um, he looks nothing like Freddie Mercury, and yet, at times, I forgot Mm-hmm. he wasn't mm-hmm. um that's probably the biggest compliment i can pay the movie there are moments um uh, where they show some of the in-studio creative process particularly with uh another one rides another one rides the bus, <laughs> another one bites the bus um, almost salvaging a would-be fight right and turning it into creative energy and i thought that was really cool uh but the movie doesn't know what it wants to be it wants to be a little bit of everything and so it ends up being a lot of nothing oh yeah no and and this is the biggest problem that i had with this movie i hated this movie by the way oh wow i think i'm on the highest spectrum here maybe so uh it it all indications were that in in all of the different forms of this movie has taken uh with sasha baron cohen playing freddie mercury and all these directors being attached to it it's that uh, Brian May and Queen really wanted it to be about the band and not and all about Freddie Mercury. This fucking movie is all about Freddie Mercury. And the only bright spots, and there are some, like the ones you were saying, are when the band is involved. Mm. And then it'll cut away and it'll show Freddie with his fucking guy pal mm-hmm. for like what seems like half an hour. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And then it'll go back to the band. It starts getting kinetic and all that stuff again. And then it'll throw on the parachutes again. And God, it's frustrating. Well, and that's the thing. The movie, instead of picking a lane, right? I feel like the movie should have been called Queen. Yes. Or the movie should have been called Freddie. Mm-hmm. And I think you pick either one of those and go hard into it, and it could work like a lot better. Mm-hmm. But it it tries to be both. It tries to be this tortured artist, genius, Freddie Mercury biopic that is also at the same time, they were family, they were banned, they needed each other. And ultimately, you don't really sol- sell me on yeah. either. They say family more times than like a Fast and Furious yeah, movie. they sure do. <laughs> Holy they crap, do. I didn't even think about that. They do. <laughs> and then there's a lot of, well, I felt like there was a lot of cake and eat it too, kind of, especially, this is like a two hour and 15 minute long movie that doesn't have to be anywhere near that long. No. We do not need to cut back to Mike Myers hearing the Live Aid concert and feeling shame. Yeah, We do not need Freddie going the day of the concert to Jim's house, taking Jim to his dad's house so he can get a daddy hug, <laughs> yeah. and then going to Live Aid. <laughs> right. you, we don't need to hit Every single emotional high moment. Oh, at the you're end. not kidding, man. Because that that beginning sets it up. I was so jazzed for this movie after the first sequence mm-hmm. because it shows him getting ready and he's got like his his bottle of vodka and his microphone and his pills and all that shit. And it's getting him getting all hyped up before the stage and then walking out onto yeah. live. I'm getting chills like just describing it. Yeah. And then it just fucking tanks. Yep. 
And let's see what it was like at 16. Yeah. And I, I already know some people listening out there are probably like, well, you can't add everything because it would be four hours long and whatever. No, we're saying cut out some of this bullshit that's in here. Yep. There's a good amount of bullshit, I'd say. <laughs> 20 to 25 minutes fucking maybe. paul man all of the paul yeah, stuff okay we don't need that no. at all no we, at we get all. it we get it and uh and and give me give me like more of the creative process give me a, a something with the under pressure and how that song no got made. shit man give it me play that shit like over a montage again yeah when it's <laughs> one of like the cultural touchstones of a generation right the the idea that that uh that bowie and mercury didn't like each other during <laughs> that whole process that they sang it in completely different parts of the country <laughs> that isn't is interesting enough to put in a movie yep. uh i also not that the the queen soundtracks are legendary or anything but tell me about what's going on with the flash gordon soundtrack and what's going on with the highlander yeah you know i, I, I want to know the process yeah. behind all of that yeah and then we get this what that, that rainy breakup at the end with paul is it paul yeah it's paul fucking paul that is it 20 minutes or does it just feel like it's 20 minutes okay here's the big problem i think it is somewhere around that here's the big problem so it ends people say courageously with them restaging shot for shot the live aid show yeah okay and they play the entirety of the live aid show of course oh, it was they well, don't they, they don't they don't no they, no. Play, they just two two songs they didn't yeah play. there's two songs because I, I went home and watched the i whole did thing. too <laughs> i watched the i watched the whole thing as well meaning that they didn't in the movie they didn't perform two songs Correct. that they actually did yes oh i thought it was i thought it was a no no it's pretty close but well, no well, well wait a minute you mean in the live aid they play two songs that they didn't play in the movie correct yes yeah. that's what i meant yeah 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 um, um but i think the first two songs of the movie is exactly what happened okay in the live well that aid makes show. even less sense then yeah. because that ending seems like it goes on for it a does. long time it really does and yeah for a reason like like yeah. oh we're gonna show the whole thing right which is fine if you hadn't included all that bullshit before to where my patience is at an end at mm -hmm. this point uh i don't want to see shot for shot that entire concert and then to leave out two songs but also to make that 20 minutes well and that here's makes the even thing less sense. if your move if your entire movie is building to this moment to this concert please save some money for the cgi of the crowd <laughs> yeah because there's only two shots that they give us of the crowd in this whole concert yes a full wide shot that looks fake as shit that mm -hmm. i could do on a commodore 64 <laughs> or a close-up of eight people yeah yeah and that's it like i felt like the first five minutes of the live aid sequence in the movie was thrilling mm -hmm. like i was riveted i i was jazzed i was feeling it and then it just kind of just keeps going i know you're going I, and they're doing these like, <laughs> they're doing these glory zooms over the top of the crowd and i'm like why yeah. it looks like stuffed animals down there that's <laughs> like a titanic shot it's so disappointed <laughs> like my brother said just watch rattling hum and figure out how to shoot a concert know, right? like pay sixty thousand extras for one day and do it right yeah Christ. no kidding it, it wouldn't be hard i don't think it would be hard to, to get a whole bunch of extras i mean at least half of that or something to make it look like that oh so disappointed because it pulls you out of the magic of that moment right, right because he does nail it he does and i've seen a comparison video um last night i watched it of the real live aid and rami malik's uh and he nails it mm -hmm. he nails it. but that alone does not a good movie make i agree I agree. All right. I don't know, man. Like, it, it, there's there's so much wasted potential in here because 
it sets up really, really nicely, and those slow moments become super slow, and it's so cliche. There's like there's lines of dialogue in here that that I literally was just laughing out loud uh, mm-hmm. for. One of which was this uh, this I think stupid cameo of Mike Myers mm-hmm. as the the record producer, where he says like uh, there won't ever be kids in uh, cars headbanging to Bohemian yeah. Rhapsody when. It's an obvious which of Wayne's course world. you know, which of Bullshit. course he went on Stephen Colbert and he asked him about that and he's like he's like yeah I've always wanted to do that where I do something in a movie and then later on I I make a joke about it or whatever. Congrats, Mike. Yeah, you did. There it. you go. You did. Hey, you're <laughs> the only one that enjoyed it. Yeah, he's an amalgamation of a whole bunch of different characters or, yeah. or people who are in who are uh, poo pooing the entire Bohemian Rhapsody. Also, <laughs> I mean, he's kind of right. Right? This is a band that had one hit album and they want to pitch this redonkulous sounding thing. This is the second time I've said redonkulous in this one podcast. (laughs) Uh, Like, from a logic standpoint, he's painted as this ignoramus for not seeing the magic. Oh, no, you're totally right. But he was correct. The song comes out and flops and only has popularity as a like a second life kind of thing yeah. right as a single the way they thought it was going to take off the movie even shows you it didn't happen mm-hmm. that's uh something that happens a lot right where there it's probably that one in a million thing that happens and everybody latches onto that anybody who's creative latches on to that they were wrong about queen yeah or rolling stone was wrong about led zeppelin <laughs> or any of that type of thing when people do shitty things yeah. and they're like well you, they, they just don't know how good this i'm hearing right now by the way when, when uh halloween came 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 along and uh people started i think it was uh a trending topic jennifer's body was a trending topic really and people were talking about like how everybody uh uh reviewed this incorrectly when it came out huh. and and everything i've actually seen jennifer's body since it came out i still think it's okay yeah and yeah. I think a shrug. Yeah, yeah. I don't think it's great, but you know, a lot of you find some some greatness in it. But again, it's it, they point to stuff like that where it's like, yeah, uh, just because uh, everybody in the world hates it now <laughs> doesn't mean that it's not going to be a classic ten years from now. Yeah, yeah. So anyway, so I this has gotten generally positive reviews, right? Um, yes okay so the uh this is another one of those big huge audience versus critics divides right mm. uh the critics have a 62 percent. it's a 6.2 out of 10 uh-huh. uh the uh the audience score is 93 percent, 4.6 out of 5 see I what think, is it well okay i'm a huge queen fan right me too and i i came out of the movie don't take this wrong i'm gonna follow this up i came out of the movie smiling uh-huh because I love that music, and the movie sure gave me a lot of that music. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I, I walked out knowing I had just seen something very flawed. I, 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 it is in one moment magic, and the next moment a bad TV movie. Yes, it is. <laughs> but mm-hmm. I, I still think you can have a good time with it to a certain uh, to a certain extent. I think people are enjoying kind of reliving that. You know what I mean? No, I guess. Uh, these yeah. music biopics are always kind of like that know. to me, right? Those, those slow moments just, just testing my patience too much uh, for me to love it. But, I mean, when you do have those those great moments like the We Will Rock You uh, thing in the studio, <laughs> yeah. which is probably super contrived. And, of course, it's it's in the middle of, you know, uh, Freddie Mercury coming in late and all that bullshit and everybody's yeah. angry. But it was still awesome. 
<laughs> it yeah. was an awesome moment. And I'm just, why don't you give us more of that shit? Yeah. And, you know, perfectly encapsulated with everything I hate about this movie was the AO moment mm-hmm. in the clinic. Oh, my God. Where the mm-hmm. fucking kid looks up and is like, Cancer boy? Cancer boy. Yeah. Well, it's he's AIDS boy. Um, he's Oh, you're right. I'm sorry. <laughs> well, it could be he could have cancer. It's like a Mean Joe Green moment. Remember that Mean Joe Green? <laughs> oh my God, it is like that. It's, he should have had a Coke in his hand. Yep. <laughs> Everything cheesy and cliche about that fucking movie was in that moment. Well, and also, cut me if I'm wrong. I'm almost 100% certain he was not diagnosed with AIDS until like 87. Correct. Yeah, that's that's something that I've found afterwards is that he didn't know and he didn't share it with the band. So then beforehand, I'm really kind of also, frustrated then if we cared so much about fucking realism right? that we would we would put in that gotcha like the audience needs a reason for him to go out and have a good performance. Right, exactly. They also didn't break up. They actually recorded well, an yeah, album. Yeah, that was something like I I'm like I said, I'm not I I you know, well-known queen expert or anything. Right. But uh, that I was like, wait a minute! I never heard about them breaking yeah. up ever once. Yeah, and I didn't hear about that. they recorded an album in the span of time that they uh, said that Freddie Mercury well, had his was, own contract. And I was doing the calculus in my head. I was like <laughs> sitting there going, "So they did Flash Gordon soundtrack. They did this. Yeah. They did this. They did that. And then they were doing Highlander in '86. Uh, where did they break up again? <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> and they had been playing shows and stuff like that, so they weren't rusty or any of that stuff. It was just one unnecessary beat. And again. For a movie that's supposedly all about, you know, the the realism behind this. Right. No, there's no reason for that. Also, <laughs> so that takes on the uh, the cliche that you always hate, right? The uh, the have breaking to have to fu- breaking everybody up. Oh my god, breaking yes. everybody up before yes. the third act. By the way, I feel bad for him, but that poor Jurassic Park kid is never going to do anything but stand on like a sore thumb. <laughs> yeah. See, I social didn't network. This movie. <laughs> That's Pacific a, that's on HBO. I, I came out of the theater going, so, so did you guys catch uh, Joe Mazzello, the guy that you, you know played uh, Timmy in Jurassic Park? And he's like, no. Oh, my God. And I was like, oh, he played the bassist, man. Yeah. He <laughs> uh, was pretty good. I'll tell you what. Uh, the one takeaway is that everybody in the band is awesome. Mm-hmm. I really enjoyed all those performances. The dude playing Brian May yeah. looks and sounds exactly like Brian well, May. Well, and I was going to say, if you ever find yourself watching that video I told you about, of the comparison between Rami Malek and Freddie Mercury, watch Brian May mm-hmm. in the movie and on stage because that fucking actor nailed yeah. every moment, yeah. every mm. movement. <laughs> uh, and the guitar work on Queen, to me as a fan, has always been as as much of the draw as the singing. I uh, agree. He's got his own sound. He really does. Nobody has ever approached the Brian May sound, both with the distortion, he plays with his, his fingertips yep. so much. Uh, that stuff is fun, and 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 okay. There's a lot of cliche stuff between the bassist uh, Roger Deakins. Roger Deakins. <laughs> <laughs> it's Deakins something. I don't know. Uh, between him and Freddie Mercury, but yeah, I mean that those dynamics and and the way that they interact with each other, like uh, them all, like. Uh, bagging on the the basis because he wrote that i'm in love with my car thing oh yeah yeah it's yeah. fucking great man yeah. like i want more of that <laughs> his, his name's john deacon by the john way john deacon yeah uh and there's like a like a pretty decent uh swing street uh combo i know here. right although the guy the one guy i thought sing was, street did i say swing street yeah. <laughs> sing that's street a, that's a whole different movie. <laughs> yeah it is uh yeah sing street um the uh uh i the, the one guy i thought was in it who played the brother is not in it but then right. there's lucy boynton who plays freddie mercury's wife 
uh for a while and she's then, pretty yeah she's very pretty and she was in uh murder on the orient express she played the countess oh yeah i just caught that the other day and i was like oh yeah that's her i'm just yeah. trying to figure out where i'd seen her and uh, of course aiden gillen who is in everything so it's not surprise whenever he's right. like <laughs> him, you know, him and tom holland are both yeah to show up in like if it's british one of those fuckers <laughs> is in that <laughs> yeah yeah tom hollander's great in this i though. love tom hollander he's so good. Oh, big, but especially yeah he was really good <laughs> yeah. this dude. miami, miami. <laughs> 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 yeah there's there's some really good performances in here but overall and people like jeremy simser who we respect very much for his opinion and everything yeah. love this movie he loved it so people are seeing things that i am not seeing i am a rock and roll dude i love queen i'm actually probably out of the three of us the person that likes biopics the best mm-hmm. everything about this could have been right up my alley but God damn, I just got so frustrated with <laughs> By the way, a side note has nothing to do with our liking or disliking of the movie, but during the scenes where Freddie Mercury's like, you know, they finally, he's like kissing guys in the movie mm-hmm. and everything. I thought there were walkouts. I thought at some point, I thought that, because we, you know, we live in Nashville, Tennessee. Uh, okay. Um, I thought that there was going to be a walkout because it was like there was like a person who got up and another guy got, but they both came back. But it it just happened to be during those scenes, so it was like, yeah, well, I knew about this. I'm going to go. This is my this is my time to go to the bathroom. I could see the bigots in Tennessee going, oh, the gay scene. Gotta go get my popcorn. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Why did they have to show that anyway? I mean, talk about another fucking cliche. I'm going to keep naming all these things when he's on the phone with his wife checking in from the road and the fucking guy goes in the the truck stop oh, yeah, bathroom yeah. why does they okay. come on dude honestly i am straight so i don't i don't know if what i'm about to say is ignorant mm-hmm. but that felt way seedier than it should have yeah yeah like no, well, i mean I it'd agree. be the same thing if it were a girl going in or yeah, a guy or whatever it's not it's not like he's he's met somebody and's having a good conversation or whatever <laughs> like that it's like this this like ooh, there's this backwood you know like this you know he's a, he's a truck driver he's going to the bathroom you know <laughs> yeah you know, it's yeah. almost like they tried to make his gay leanings feel dirty yeah, in exactly. that moment exactly and it, it kind of bothered me mm-hmm. anyway i also have seen some people talk about the the fact that they didn't like they didn't do enough justice. I've actually seen critiques that they didn't do enough justice to his bisexuality mm-hmm. or the gay stuff. Yeah, and I've seen opinions that they didn't do enough justice to his heterosexuality. Yeah, well, that was that was something that I saw on a, I think it was a VH1 documentary about Queen a few years ago. It was like was like there was a guy who you know one of those random rock documentary guys yeah. come on he, he's like he's like freddie mercury was fucking everything and, and, and like during the time of like you know during the early 80s when we first started hearing about the aids and everything and whatever he's like he's like He's like, man, uh, Freddie, uh, who are you sleeping with? And he's like, man, I'm sleeping with everybody or whatever. <laughs> yeah. and, and, and and so, like, yeah, they they don't do very much justice to that at yeah. all. That's <laughs> where, like, if it, if this were rated R, they could go further in different places. I would don't think also it, not make $100 million in two true. weeks. That's true. I mean, I don't think this really needs to be made rated R, but I'm just saying that there's there's certain decisions, creative decisions, where – if you just went further or you I know, feel like Freddie's life was rated R. Sure. And, you know, I'm not we don't we don't have to I, granted if there are money making decisions being made as well as storytelling decisions. But, yeah, I just feel like pull, pulled some punches maybe mm-hmm. and tried to 
do too many things at once and yep yeah, it just fell short. They got their fucking in there. Where are we? The uh, where are we, lady? Lady? Where are we? <laughs> where are we? Where are we letter grading on this on this bad boy? I am a solid C on this one. Ooh. I'm I'm between a D plus and a C minus. Uh, I'm telling you, the biggest sin that this movie has is the wasted potential. And uh, I think even though there are great moments in this, legitimately great moments, I think the rest of it pulls it down so far that those are wasted so yeah i'm gonna say d plus do you think i'm gonna say c plus b minus um Mm. i want to say b minus because i came out smiling even though it's just got so many flaws i really (laughs) feel like if i put a b or an a anything on it i'm I'm not being real. Yep. (laughs) I need to be real. Keep it real. I got to be me. Let's go C+. C+, but I think you could enjoy it. Do we think he's going to get nominated for an Oscar? Uh, I think so. Yeah, yeah. I guess depending on like the the bulk. Yeah, it depends on if there's a lot. But I mean, I I feel like a performance like this and a movie that's making this much money, it's hard to ignore. Yeah, yeah. But I feel like uh, unlike other biopics like where Jamie Foxx did Ray or... Uh, walk the line mm-hmm. i don't feel like the rest of the movie around his performance is as good as it was in those cases right. and i don't even love ray or walk the line well, and that's right. true but it's in the past and i and i uh, don't have them on the top of my head right now in the past uh people who play real people in this manner that's so good a lot of times it doesn't matter that the movie itself yep. doesn't get that <laughs> i mean who knows i mean i I don't know what people really think of this with the critics being so far down one way yeah. and, and everybody else being so high on it. So who knows? You could have enough. But but yeah, I've seen I've seen a few instances where like a performance will get singled out of a movie like this, even though the movie itself may not get uh, accolades. Hmm. So, yeah, um, he's he's really good. Yeah. Uh, he can really those prosthetics. The, the teeth were a little bit distracting, but in the, especially in the beginning, only because Maybe Freddie was really like this, but it felt like I was watching the actor adjust yeah. to the prosthetics. Yeah. Yeah. The way he kept gumming them and tonguing mm. them. And maybe that, maybe Freddie did that. Maybe mm. that was a mannerism of his because the teeth were really large in real mm. life. But apparently when they made this movie, they were even bigger at one point and they, they brought it back <laughs> down a little bit. It was distracting for a while, but then he's kind of stopped doing it. Mm-hmm. Anyway. Yeah. Yeah. It's not, it's not great. Yeah. 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 But yeah. it was fun doing this mini pod. It was fun doing this mini yeah, pod. I agree. <laughs> and it, and if it means that we're going to be sent to some movies we would otherwise not watch, I'm for it. Yeah. Um, yeah. Because yeah, I would not have gone straight out to watch this, even yep. though I'm, even though I kind of wanted to see it and everything. I think I could have waited for Blu-ray for this. Mm-hmm. But anyway, that is what we uh, ended up on. Sorry, we probably disappointed 95% of you on this. But for good reason. We've explained. We've showed our math. Yeah. Um, but um, yeah. So uh, overall, we were sort of C, B, C, uh, C, D, somewhere around there. <laughs> I will say C? it doesn't feel like a movie you just have to see on a big screen. No, no, like, no. If you think you might enjoy it for the performance of Freddy or the music, you probably didn't enjoy it just as much at home on your mm-hmm. couch. Mm-hmm. Uh, I wouldn't necessarily plunk down the... 3d price and mm, popcorn mm-hmm. it's a lot of money to spend on a c plus to d plus <laughs> range movie. Yeah. Uh, all right so that'll do it for this mini pod, mini pod. bohemian rhapsody bohemian pop. 
Um, you can go to uh, Facebook, uh, Sincast presented by Cinema Sins, and tell us about what you thought of this review. And you can go to a lot of other places too: SoundCloud, Cinema Sins, Twitter. Jeremy already gets a million hate things anyway. So <laughs> what is what's a, what's a few more? What's a few more at this point, right? Yes. Um, but uh, that'll do it uh, for this mini pod. It's Chris Atkinson, Jeremy Scott, and Barrett Share. We'll see you next time. Thanks for listening. Comment on our episodes on our SoundCloud page. Check us out on YouTube, Twitter, Facebook, and Reddit. And be sure to visit cinemasins.com. Took my brother to Adele's just two days ago for on Sunday for brunch. <laughs> they deep, I still haven't done that. They deep fry bacon. It's gorgeous. <laughs> that's that's such a beautiful idea. <laughs> Jesus Christ! And th- I saw the movie and twelve trailers. Was it twelve? I didn't count. It was at least nine. I think we had probably ten. If I hadn't ranted about it so many times before, it might have been my rant today because it just gets <laughs> it's just fucking exhausting. It's almost like they're taunting you. Like, yeah, we're done with trailers. Nope, here's another one. Uh-huh. Yeah. Uh, yeah, we probably had about 10 trailers before Bohemian Rhapsody. Mm-hmm. What do we make of this the, uh, the Battle Angel? Battle uh, Alita, have you seen this trailer? I saw a trailer a long time ago. It was supposed to be a summer movie, then they moved it to December. Uh, I had never heard of this Battle Angel Alita, but it's Robert Rodriguez and Christoph Waltz. James Cameron's involved somehow. Does it look good? But it looks oh. <laughs> weird. It looks well. The first trailer, which is probably the one you saw, mm. everybody said her eyes were too big, and it was like Uncanny Valley, like problematic. Yeah. So then the next trailer, which was like two months ago, had fixed it a bunch, and it, it looked pretty cool. Then I saw one in the theater yesterday, and it looked like they normalized her eyes even more. Oh yeah, and I'm kind of digging it. Oh yeah, like is it like a like an Avatar like presentation? Mm. No. Isn't everything real? Everything's live action except her. And she's like some kind of machine Hmm. code human hybrid. I can't quite tell. Looks like she upgrades at some point in the movie. Um, What my brother said to me literally was, looks better than most of the movies that look like that do. (laughs) (laughs) It's very true. It Uh, it gave me vibes of like uh, Final Fantasy. Not that that's a good thing, Um, but with way more action. uh, I don't know. We'll see. I have a weird, weird, weird feeling about this new Robin Hood. That it's going to be like the... That it's going to be watchable. Oh, no. No way. There's no way. I'm I'm just saying. It It seems like they're having a, a little bit of fun here instead of like the super gritty, grimy uh russell crowe version but this is a problem i have with where we are in cinema today is that we are and i'm not blaming you for this because you just (laughs) said this i'm talking about other people who will who will just blindly forgive a a redonkulous fucking movie because at least they were having fun oh yeah no i wouldn't i wouldn't because you know what they have fun making good movies too they do most often Sometimes yeah. they have a t- sometimes like Revenant, nobody has fun, but a, <laughs> but a good movie still comes out of it. <laughs> we just get grit our teeth. I saw a trailer this morning for Roma. Uh huh. It's the first time I'd seen one. Yeah. Have you seen it? No, I've just seen the the teaser stuff that they've had. <sighs> so Dicer just saw this movie. Uh huh. Went to New York. Netflix flew him out. 
Because really, yes, because he's a critic. And we're Is not. that why? <laughs> I, yeah, so I, he met Alfonso Cuarón, got to see this movie. Wow, they put him up in a hotel overlooking the park. Wow, um, and we have to wait until like December fourteenth on Netflix, unless there's somehow a showing in Nashville. It's like super limited showings next week uh, in real physical theaters. But it looks like anyway. The trailer. Yeah, I mean, the tra- it, it, I don't want to talk about or see anything else. I, I just want Roma in my face. <laughs> I do, too. Right now. I can't wait for that. That's uh, be that awesome. trailer was awesome. So, But yeah, that's not what we're here to discuss today. Oh, that's right. Yeah, we're doing uh, Bohemian Rhapsody. I've got opinions, man. Me, too. Me, too. I got opinions. I got rack and pinion steering. What is it? Farouk Balsura is his real name? Oh, I hope we're not going to have to pronounce real names. Farouk I'm Bolsara. Guys, I will not be pronouncing real names today. <laughs> Only made Actually, up names. I couldn't even pronounce, like, Gwillem Lee. I don't even know if that's the... Gwillem Dafoe? Gwillem, yes. Gwillem Dafoe. He's great in this movie. Mm-hmm. He really is. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, I didn't even recognize him. That's how good, that's good he was. Mm-hmm. Gwillem Murphy <laughs> is Willem Dafoe mm-hmm. playing Brian May. <laughs> yes. 